All right, welcome to the podcast. We are here with Miss Chandra. Yes. Okay, craft goddess. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she is the owner of Made by Love. We're going to talk about, you know, her love for crafting. And one thing I um, do want to also talk about is her story. She's a breast cancer survivor and she has a story and we're going to, you know, just jump right in there and I'm going to allow you to, you know, say hello, introduce yourself, <laughs> tell them your IG. Hey, everybody. I am Chandra. I am the CEO and founder of Made by Love Creative Design Company. Um, we specialize in cultivating crafty experience for all life occasions. Um, my Instagram, madexlove underscore. So that's made by love underscore. Um, I chose made X love, you know, like a picture because sometimes, you know, when you're doing things for somebody, you know, when you get a birthday card or something mm -hmm. like that, you're not necessarily thinking about it yes. or you're not putting that thought into it. So, you know, when it's made by love, it allows you to get a bit of picture. So, yeah, you know, that's why, you know, so I, I found that. you, um, who knows? Like when I'm on Instagram, I'm always, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Usually I'm looking for things I like, or, you know, you know, the same stuff I follow all the time. I don't know who I found that posted your box. And it was like, so glad I got this box made by love. And it had the kids playing in the craft box. And I was like, what? <laughs> Cause I, I thought of that being like something that somebody should do, but I know I couldn't do it. Cause my thing is, Kids are stuck at home. You don't want them on a the game all day. Right. But that's what they're going to do. And it's like, what else can you do? Right. And exactly. so I saw that and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, and she black. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so, like, inspiring to me. So I had to find you. And then that's when I was like, are you going to be on the podcast? Like, I just think these boxes with these crap, explain a box, just okay. just a kid's box. So a part of my craft company is we have a kid's craft line called Made by Kids. Um, I have a background in education. And when I first started, I started in special ed. And it was kind of like you would do all these things and um, to make sure that they had a fun activity to do. The, you know, the lesson plan was really thought out. You add all these intricate details and then it's like, they just looking at you oh, like, yes. <laughs> like, okay, and what does it do? Like, can I touch it? Like, you know, yes. what does it do? But I would give them the simplest thing and they would have a ball. And I'm like, oh my God. Yes. So that's when I thought about it. Like they wouldn't necessarily learn by just making something out of nothing. So that's what kind of like See? introduced the Made by Kids kit, um, craft kit. Basically, right now, our feature product is our paint and play kit. Mm -hmm. um, it comes with like a, per a custom canvas and a blank canvas and the custom canvas has your name on it mm -hmm. um once the kids paint on it they can you know tear back the tape and you know they have their name mm, and they can just mix the colors i like primary colors because you can make so many different colors of primary color mm -hmm. so that's the like the importance of it like just let them be you know yes, like yes. just open the paint and let them and go. i love that it's like yeah. a box because what i saw was a little girl in her box and it was like i'm painting in my box like <laughs> i don't have to make a mess around the whole right. world like <laughs> Oh my God, you don't understand. This is perfect for moms. Like, I'm sorry. And even better for dads, when I first, you know, piloted, I used my, some of my friends mm -hmm. and I have like 
a host of great father friends. So, oh, yeah, and they were like, um, it's easy. They were like, Dre, it's easy. Like, I just opened it and, you know, she, she was able to do what she can do. Like, I didn't have to put nothing together. Like, so it was, it worked. So, and that's my thing. I am very simple, but the details matter. Like, you know, you're not basic. You know, you just, you're a minimalist. And yes. so that's what I like about it. Yes. Like. I love you know. it. And then that's why I said your subscription plan is coming soon <laughs> because you need to be giving these boxes out once a month and these kids will be like, oh, I can't wait for my box to come. You know, like th- this week I did, you know, this month I did my name. Next month I'm going to do a forest. Like, I don't know, but you know, whatever your theme is going to be because that just makes, like, I know it makes me as a parent feel good to know that my kids are Doing something creative, right? Fun, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to tell them to do it, right? And it and provides media balance, like like yes. you just said. So many kids are like just stuck on the game and all these things. Most recently, I just had to get on a cousin of mine because he's into this Roblox situation. I allowed him to purchase one thing and next thing you know, bro just ran a tab up. And I'm like, what What, are you doing? doing? He's like, they were going to a Travis Scott concert. I'm like, what? Yes. yes, No. I've heard all about it. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, take that off. Like, you need to go write something or do something. Be a creator at some point (laughs) in your life. Like, you can't just consume everything. And that's what I hate because I feel like the the younger kids, they, it's just, almost doomed but i don't want to be negative but it's like they're just a consumer uh culture like they can't help it ads are everywhere games are everywhere like it used to be you buy one one box you know what it's called game system and then you buy the games to go to it no ads no ads the only ads you get is when you watch tv now is i can't even play a game without the ads like no more you know just addicted to the game now you're addicted to the game and you have ads and you have this so i just i'm just so excited about these boxes so i know a lot about your kids boxes because i stalked your page but (laughs) i don't know much about the adult or the other um like per like multi-purpose different occasion boxes so when i began this um i've been crafting for a very long time i can say as long as i remember um, my mom sent me, used to send me away to summer camps. Mm-hmm. So, because I was an only child, she was like, you know, you're going to talk to people. <laughs> Get out here because I ain't yes. having no more kids, but yes. we're going to make it work. So, um, I ended up going to a camp called Camps to Dine. And mm-hmm. they had, like, one of the classes we could take was a craft class. Mm-hmm. And so, that kind of, like, just sparked it. I had a great kindergarten teacher. I can tell you every craft we made in that class. Like, Aww. it was just, like, I remember that, like, because I just really loved it. So, after Camps to Dine, it just became, like a thing and i would just decorate for everything and then when i got to college um yeah i think tuskegee right yeah yeah i looked you up and then (laughs) um you were like the person over all the events or something no i was um, yeah i was an sga office assistant and so you know the sga president at the time she used to just um you know let me decorate things around the office and stuff you know and write on the walls and the doors and stuff so it was kind of like oh and you did the cheerleading thing yeah the yeah like our coach used to let me do the um where did they run out i run through signs and then when my friends crossed in different sororities and fraternities Mm -hmm. i would make them gifts and things like that so are you in a sorority i'm not okay sounds like i don't know if i saw that (laughs) no i'm not okay so college you got into it but now what's this about your grandmother who so grand margaret which is she probably gonna call in a minute for real (laughs) yeah she's just um 
I don't know. It didn't even hit me until I started May. But when me and my friend and I were thinking of a name for the company, and I was like, oh my god, like the you know my the name of the company is Made by Love, and my grandmother's name is Margaret B. Love. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not really she doesn't carry anything with her. Like she's like you know something happened to you, you deal with it, you let it go, and then you move on mm-hmm. because you can't really grow when you hold on to things yeah, like that. Keywords dealing so, with it. So you know yeah. that's just something that she's always instilled in me. You know, you had to get up, go to church, do those things. But one thing I really like stuck out to me about her and my mom, they never made me go to church mm-hmm. you know it's just this is what we're doing you can be a part if you, want you know not you not want. you can want to like you going you know what i'm saying yeah. but like when i'm growing when i got older like 16 18 they didn't necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know get up go to church you yeah. know what i'm saying stuff like that it was just kind of came became something that i wanted to do and so they kind of just like pushed me along with mm-hmm. the situation um one thing i do like about my grandmother a lot of kids were like getting baptized and stuff in our church mm-hmm. i was like grandma why not why am i not doing it yet why mm-hmm. am i not and she was like no because i don't want you out here troubling the waters you need to know what you're doing first <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so and um that's good advice yeah mm-hmm. and so that was great for me like she like you know you can see it love it but know who god is for yourself mm-hmm. so that's one thing you know that really so what was her like what was her what's her like talent or gift because she is just a really she's a giver okay she's a giver she has been a caregiver for years she has worked with the same family for 35 years before Mm -hmm. i was here and she doesn't even have to do it anymore she just does does because you know that's why i asked you i asked you that because it's like because i read your um the article in um, the Voyage ATL article, and mm-hmm. then I um, just what it seemed like you were saying about your grandmother was like she was just very like loving, caring, and it kind of inspiring. So like the painting that you did, or mm-hmm. what was it? Was it a painting or was it a yeah, drawing? Like, it was a drawing. Yeah. Okay, and then her putting her putting that up and. It's just, you know how, like, a lot of older people will say, when you cook, you need to cook with love because, you know, we're going to know if you're not cooking (laughs) with love. So, it just seems like you got a lot of stuff from her with that. And then, like, your mom's very supportive. So, that's why I just asked. Like, it had to be some kind of giving and Mm -hmm. love involved. Yeah. Okay. So, you, but your mom isn't crafty. She, so, what kind of, like everything like kind of aligned Mm -hmm. with the whole like crafting situation. Like my mom used to leave me like notes in my lunch boxes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she used to make like, you know, creative cars and things like that. And then she also made perfected my penmanship. Mm -hmm. Like when I did my homework and stuff like that, it was, you need to write this neat. So like, that's what my grandma was like, like you have some really nice handwriting. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it kind of like came a thing. So they kind of, it's all, it all aligned together. Yeah, it does. It does. And like you said, you're the teacher. Like I could tell, like (laughs) I would, I would love to be in that class. I don't know. (laughs) Cause I could tell. So uh, let's talk about, um, so when did you start the company though? Actually, I started in um, April of 2020. Oh, so wow, you started. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. so okay, so what made you do it? What well it was COVID. Right. Not even necessarily because it was COVID. I tried this when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the right I was not in the right headspace. Um, to really just follow through and do things like I needed to. One thing I can say about myself, um, it may 
you know what I'm saying, like, take me a while to get things going mm-hmm. because I don't like to do anything half-heartedly. Mm. So if I know I can't put everything I have into it, it's like, yeah, no. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not even worth it. So Well, I'm glad you did start it because, <laughs> I mean, it's much needed. Like, yeah. especially now, kids are virtual school, virtual everything. Like, so it's definitely needed. Um, Tell me about your, uh, your breast cancer story. So... The first time I was diagnosed in, when I was initially diagnosed, I was diagnosed in February 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you doing at that time? Like, what was your life like? I was 29. Ooh, okay. Like, 29, traveling. Um, I had just got a new position at work as a technology specialist. Mm-hmm. Like, so things, you know, started to make a little sense. <laughs> right like yes you know like you feel like okay i'm going doing somewhere something. i'm doing something yeah. you know like you know and so um well actually like like i said i started traveling um my mom had just had a stroke in october mm. so in new orleans so we were in new orleans for like a week and mm. a half and some change so we were kind of like going through that she was coming home you know going to rehab stuff like that so everything was still moving moving but to be quite honest like in my quiet time like or in my I felt like something was coming Mm. you know like I felt it like I felt like something is about to happen there's about to be some you know like a serious change going on like I felt it coming I was like but it can't when my mom had a stroke I was like it can't be that like because I still feel this you know yeah and things were able to you know we had a good support system by the grace of God which is great so I had help in that situation in that you know transition or whatever so then you know I revisited the lump again because I had already I found it before the stroke. I found it before my mom had a stroke. Okay. But I, at that time, I just didn't have time to, to like, worry out. about mm-hmm. it. So I um talked to my grandma. She told me to revisit it. Like, let's go. Let's see what's going on. And because I wasn't 40 yet, it took me a long time to get a mammogram. Like, yeah. a long time. To be able to get one. To be able to get one. I know. Okay. It took a long time. And so, my grandma was like, this is too much. They will not She said, this is too much. Right. She said, it's taking too long. She said, let's just go to Grady. Mm-hmm. So, we went to Grady, urgent care. I had the, my, she felt the lump that day. I went back two weeks later. I was diagnosed. Wow. So, you know, from all that time, it took me, because I... It took me like a month before we went to, you know, Grady actually yeah. for a, a minute. And so um, I got diagnosed. She told me my treatment plan. And one of my um, forever friends were in the room with me. And when she said, you know, Miss Brown, it is cancer. I was like, dang, I got a hair appointment tomorrow. Like, when my hair going to start falling out? <laughs> I can't stand and I was like, you. But I'm going to lose weight. Stand you. And so my Stop. mom and my friend were looking at me like, are you? are you okay like are you serious like this is probably like an adrenaline rush you know how people mm-hmm. you know joke before they cry situation oh, but to be but to be honest like because i had already felt it coming it was one of those things like, like whew, this is this, this is, is what it, it okay. is whew, so like, i know like yeah it, this is about to be a roller coaster i'm mm-hmm. gonna have to prepare myself but at least i felt it coming mm-hmm. you know i knew what that that nudging thing was so um it was crazy, like twenty. I'm like, oh my. I mean, it was a, it was a shock. 
my family was very, very shocked. But however, they were supportive. And now you're the only child. so I am. So my dad took it the hardest. Okay. Yeah, my dad took it the hardest um, because I am, you know. His girl. girl. Like, like his baby girl. Right. So, I mean, it was crazy. You know, they gave me a treatment plan. I was her two positive, um, which is like, they just found like a sarcoma or like just a tumor mm-hmm. in my left breast. So, they wanted to make sure to see if it was any other areas. So, mm-hmm. I had 14 lymph nodes removed um, along with a D-flap surgery. So, I had a bilateral mastectomy. They removed the left breast and then, you know, used fat to go back in there. Mm. Um, That was a 15-hour surgery. 15 hours? 15 hours. And then I had to go back the next month because they did find cancer cells in the lymph nodes. They had to take out more. Okay. So within, like, a three-month span, I had, like, three surgeries. Three long, yeah, back-to-back. Three surgeries. Wow. So, um... How how did you handle like that with the surgeries and all? Like what was your mind space? Um just preparing, like just planning. Mm-hmm. Preparing and planning. Um when I had I, I did seven rounds of chemo before I went to surgery. Mm-hmm. So during that time I met a lot of like the nonprofit organization um that I really love, Painted Pink. Mm-hmm. They have like a planner where you can like, you know, write down your notes from your doctor's appointments and things like that. So I had one of those and that's so that's so kinda sweet, yeah. yeah, like I I had time to like plan. Mm-hmm. Um my class at the time and we end up looping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my class at the time, they were great. You know, they provided me with a lot of love. I was able to have the same sub the entire time I was out. And we still have a relationship to this day. So, you know, that was also helpful. So those minor stresses allowed me to, you know, plan a lot more. So that's what, like, when I meet different breast cancer survivors, I try to tell them, like, if you can plan it, Plan to like stay on top of things. Yeah. So yeah. you got your appointments. You got you, you know because so you're chemo, receiving so much information. Like you got to stay on top of okay, it. Okay. So yeah. when you talk about chemo, like what does that mean? Like does it mean you go once a week? Like what's the typical? So initially, my chemo regimen, I went in once every three weeks. I received. Um, I had to get a dexamethasone shot which mm-hmm. like is a steroid to prevent any infection. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's basically like a mix of chemicals. I had, um, heparin, uh, like a T8, TCH, uh, chemical, not weed or nothing like that, but you know, <laughs> and, um, I had a Lupron shot, which completely slowed down my estrogen. Okay. So I, you received all of that and it takes like five hours. Mm-hmm. So after that, then you get a new last shot, and that basically also like keeps you from any infection. Mm-hmm. It's like a little machine that go on the back of your arm. Mm-hmm. So within two weeks of my first chemo, my port got infected. So I couldn't get any chemo no- anymore through my port. I had mm-hmm. to get it straight through IV. So sometimes mm-hmm. like I really had to like drink a lot of water, yeah. stay on top of water because keep your veins, mm-hmm. keep your veins strong. So. Huh. Yeah, that was crazy. And you said you did like seven rounds. Seven rounds. Okay, so you had that going on, and you had you were teaching, so you had your sub, and um, your family was supportive mm-hmm. and helping. I mean, so what? I guess I want to ask about two things. So, um, the first thing, because I've been, I was talking to another um, 
you know, another guest about this, but we didn't talk about it on the podcast. And it's, you know, how the black women and the doctors like kind of not taking you serious a, a lot. And I feel like when you said it was hard for you to get a mammogram because you weren't 40, I had the same thing. I had a lump, oh, maybe two years ago and they would not give me a mammogram they kept trying to just do you know and I was like no I need you to really go up in here and figure it out and so they finally did and you know everything was good but they were like you won't come back till I don't know how many years right yeah and so I was just like why was it so hard like it took literally like two months for them to take me seriously and um, I mean, let's just—I just want to talk about that, like an experience as an experience. So you really do have to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole—I'm a different type of beast when I'm a patient. Mm-hmm. Like, even from the wait times, you get what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. you yeah. know, from the from the in my initial, you know, entrance to that doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Because you really have to pay attention to what they're saying, understand what they're saying, make sure they're not telling you just anything to get you out of there. Mm-hmm. Or even from the medication that you take for different side effects, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because why are you giving me something that's going to make me feel worse than I already feel to get rid of one, one thing? One thing. Not, like, it makes yeah. no sense. When I first began my um, treatment, um, I had a doctor, but she was very nonchalant. Very nonchalant. Mm-hmm. She was just like, yeah, but it'll be all. Nah, that's not what I need. Yeah. Like, I need you to come in here and tell me, even if it's something bad, I need you to let me know. Mm-hmm. Straight up. So that's when I, like, switched doctors, and we have built a relationship. He knows my aunt, my grandma. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows good. everybody. Like, I have his number if I need to reach out to him. The same with my surgeon. And we had to have it at it. We know we had at it, my surgeon. But I liked that <laughs> because she was combative with me, mm-hmm. you know? She was saying, like, this is why we're doing this because of this, you mm. know. So you just really have to advocate Advoc- for yourself. Like, yeah. even I was diagnosed for a second time in, se- in September. And so right now we're going through the second opinion stage. Like, even though we love my doctor, mm-hmm. the treatment is going well. You know, just because something is tolerable doesn't mean you have to just deal with it. You're right. So, right. you know, got to advocate So put yourself so. first, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. I like that. That's that's with anything. Yes, like. <laughs> you need to because even with like even with students who are listening, like and I told you I have high school students, college students, and even parents. It's like don't you don't these grades and some of the stuff that the kids go through. It's like you gotta learn how to speak up for right. yourself. Like I had a student, he was in, he had already satisfied all his science classes, and then next thing you know, they put him in an AP science class and a he's failing. He doesn't want to do it. Like, why does he need AP science when he has all his sciences? I was like, you don't have to get your mom on this one. Like somebody <laughs> got to advocate. Like, what are we doing here? Because you're going to fail. So even with like people, you just got to learn how to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, like you said, with the doctors, they'll have you in there waiting forever and they won't because you're not, 42 you can't get a certain percentage and research Mm -hmm. research 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 like i found my doctor like when the one that i have now like Mm -hmm. i went and found him i went to ask like different other breast cancer survivors that i knew like where did you go get treatment how did you feel like Mm -hmm. what did you you know experience and so you have to research because this is your life you know Mm -hmm. like i knew how i wanted to come out 
some people, you know, go through things and I'm like, you know, however I come out, as long as I come out, yeah, nah, no, you know, I'm trying you to come out on top. top. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'm not trying to look like I, what I've been through. I'm trying to like, <laughs> yes. So did your hair fall out? Or? It did. It did. It so, did. And that was crazy. That That's, I mean, that. So how long did it take for it? Um, it fell out after like three weeks after my first chemo treatment. Okay. And I remember because I went, I was doing my hair oh. and I went to go <laughs> get my edges right. And then, then I brought out the comb and it was like so much hair on my comb and I was fussing. I was like, who been using my comb? Yeah. Like, yeah. why this, you know, hair in my comb? I ain't gonna cuss. Like, yeah. you know, what's like, going on? This is my hair. And then I was like, looked at myself like, this is your hair. Mm. And then it was like, oh my, I think I called like five of my friends, like hysterical, yeah. like y'all, my hair falling out. I'm finna go to work. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like mm. it was crazy. But I will say that I do have one of the best hairstylists in Atlanta. Okay. Be explicit. As soon as when I saw her the day after I got diagnosed and immediately she was like, you know, I got you, you know, and we were straight. Like I had a wig when my hair fell out. You know, when my when my hair fell out, she cut it off. Mm-hmm. I had a wig by my next appointment, mm-hmm. and we was going from there. So that's good. She so was you good. had a good support system with that, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's crazy though, because you just like you knew it was coming eventually, but yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I kind of think about it. I don't know. It kind of makes me think because. I don't want to sound like real religious. Mm-hmm. It might sound real religious to some people. But if you think about it, some of God's favorite people in the Bible went through hell. Mm-hmm. Like, went through hell. So, it's like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's it's totally okay. <laughs> that's, so. That's good. It seems like you were very positive throughout the whole you, but journey. I met a breast cancer survivor, and the first thing she said was, do not go to auto, do not go to any support classes. But I was like, what? She was like, no. She was like, you cannot be sad. Mm-hmm. She said, you will have had cancer for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, your bills don't care that you got cancer. Like, your gas tank don't care that you got cancer. Like, Ooh. you will be okay. Like, you don't need anything else to soak in. She, That's said, she was deep. like, you need all your strength. And I was like, oh, oh. there it is. That's deep because you don't think about like that a support group in that way, but it can do it. Yeah, she was just thinking like if you don't have to, then do why not? Yeah. You know, like you're not in this by yourself. And you, you have got, a support system. Yeah, like so don't, that's your support system. Yeah, that was that's deep. Okay, um, <laughs> dang, I wasn't think I wasn't expecting to hear that. So how um so um, how did your family like? How did they take it? Did they like, oh my God, were they like overprotective? Like, what were they doing? They were overprotective. <laughs> very overprotective. Very, 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 very. My friends even, my friends even were very overprotective. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, it's crazy because I'm happy that I got, I have the friends that I have mm-hmm. in this, in the light of the situation mm-hmm. because I learned about them. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the situation, like everybody can't handle everything, yeah. you know, even if it's not you, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Like there has been times where certain things have happened to certain, certain people and it hurt my feelings. Like I, you, you know, like it was you, 
you know, so yeah. you kind of learn about your friends in a different light. And I, you know, I like that. So you got that chance. I know how to like deal with them a little more, like how, what I can tell them, like what will make them. Cause I don't want them to be sad or not even that, like to worry too much. Stressed out. And so you know much. how sometimes you get people and you already know they're going through something and they call you every five minutes and that's what they're talking about. And you're just like, okay, girl, you know? You not mean, being rude. You mean talking about your situation or their situation? Their situation. Like, say, for instance, like, I don't want to call them talking about cancer all the time. And I don't want y'all calling me talking about cancer all the yeah. time. So, you know. Yes. You kind of got to be a safe space with yeah. that, you know. So, you just kind of protect yourself. So, you got to know what you can and But can't. everybody normally, like, just talks to me as normal. That's good. Yeah. So, my friend's good. That's good. Because everybody don't make it. And that's what the <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Especially with me, Lord. He working though. <laughs> Everybody don't make it. I know that's right. Ooh. All right. So, um, what about um? You you pretty much hit on the growing up as a child. Like, seems like you was just creating stuff all the time at the house, mm-hmm. doing things, and then you took it on to college. And, you know, of course, you took it to your your regular job. So, how do the kids... Do the kids just love you? Um, sometimes... Some of them do. And then some of them be like, she crazy. Like, she, she is crazy. She is crazy. Like, but, I mean... I don't know. You know, school is so much more different than when we were in school. Mm-hmm. Like, when you could actually build relationships with your teachers and things like that. And you can't really do that. No, like, you can't be as personable as you would. Mm-hmm. So, I just remember, like, how my teachers were and all that kind of stuff like that. So, I don't know. I kind of, like, lightly try to incorporate that. And I just try to make it enjoyable. But it has, But it's hard now. I mean, it's really hard now with, like, virtual to even make... Yeah, so I just tell them all the time, like, let's make the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't necessarily, if I know the situation, like, I'm not going to make you turn your camera on, yeah. but I will be more attentive to you. Like, not even yeah. in front of the class, but, like, you know, yeah. in the chat. It's so. just hard for me. Like, I don't even know how they look. Like, I remember <laughs> I was at in the drive-thru, and um, this girl was like, hey, Miss Treywig, and I'm like, Hey, and I'm thinking, is it last year's student, this year's student? Like, who are you? Then I had she was she's like, it's me, and I was like, oh okay. But I'm thinking, oh, you're virtual. That's why it's like I can't just right. know you when I see you. Like, it's crazy. Their most rewarding has been teaching siblings. Ooh, I love okay. that. I love that. I love that. I say, you know, I've had a few by now. <laughs> Yeah. But that's, that's I love that. Yeah. yeah. Especially now we're virtual. Sometimes they'll like pop in like, mm, hey, Miss yeah. Brown, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. So I like and that. it makes it seem like you know more. Like, you know, in your mind, it's like, oh, I know this one, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know, you know the sister or the Some brother. Some of their characteristics, like, okay, so, you yeah, know, your like, brother did this, so. <laughs> yes. I know that's hard. It's like, I, I told you I have four kids. So, like, my oldest is a girl. And then, like, you know, she went to middle school, and then when her her brother went, it was like, they were like, I know you, like, you're Zaya's sister, I mean, Zaya's brother, and I'm like, oh, then they're like, they're just so different than this Jacob. It's like, Jacob is nothing like, you know, they go down the list, and it's just funny, though, to see. 
how the siblings are different, but yeah. they're kind of the same in mm-hmm. a way, you know. And then for the different, um, the same teacher to have one. I like it because it's like it makes it easier for me. I already know what I'm getting into. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You already know what I have. Am I going to reply back to emails fast enough or <laughs> different things like that? Um, I do want to talk before we end it, though. I do want you to um, give some advice to um, to any of the listeners out here, you know, whether it's dealing with breast cancer specifically or any other thing that may be devastating in life you know i will say for anything in life just create boundaries in order for you to make it through the situation you know because you have to have boundaries to fight you know like you have to create a safe space for you to know that you'll be able to make it through and i feel like another another thing which is be take care of your mind you know make sure that your headspace you know it's not gonna always be you know where you want it to be, but be able to revert back to why you're, what your purpose is and what you're doing, you know, so if anything. What about those who, they may not even know their purpose, right? you know what I'm saying? So, like, what advice could you give somebody to help them find their purpose? Now, I know I put a lot on you, <laughs> that's asking for a lot, because I already called you the craft goddess. But it's, so, the, it's the truth. I think you're, you know. I feel like everybody has a something. Okay. Everybody has a something. You know, Um, everybody has a something that drives them. You know, you have a, even if it's, you know, like, if you're a janitor, you wake up every morning to go push a broom. Why are you pushing the broom? You know, like, what do you like to do in the meantime? You know, mm-hmm. like, something in there you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You. You there. doing something for somebody. Yeah. Like, like, or some, maybe it's your family that's motivating, right? Maybe yeah. it's your goals. Because or... everybody's success look different. Mm-hmm. My success may be just to wake up every morning and going to work without crying. You know? Or mm-hmm. feeling like, you know what I'm saying, I just don't love myself today. Like, yeah. that may be a success for me, you know? Yeah. So figure out what success is Yeah, like, you. what? figure out what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, and let's talk about these boundaries real quick before <laughs> when you say create boundaries like what are we talking about here are we talking about just like boundaries with you know with the job with people with friends like what, what a- do you mean anything anything mm-hmm. like you I mean if it's a certain time you know you need to be up in the morning for you to get to work on time mm-hmm. you know like that's a boundary. Like, I know for myself, I can't wait till the last minute to get up. Mm-hmm. I have to get up earlier than what I need to in order for me to be ready. So, so that's just one of those, you know, like. So, for instance, say you have to get up at 7, right? Mm-hmm. So the boundary is, I need to go to bed by a certain time, which means, old girl calling me yeah, and I trying to go. talk. I can't yeah. talk. We can't talk. We can't do this. I need to be in bed at by 930 or whatever, you know. So, okay, boundaries with your uh, your time, your space, your mental. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you just have to, you, but those are important. Um, I was listening to somebody speak the other day, and they were like, failure to create boundaries creates chaos, and it does. Mm-hmm. It really does. So once you don't set, you know, um, a definitive, like not even setting like deadlines for when you want to complete certain tasks, you know, that's the boundary. 
um, what you want to do with your career, what you want to do with your life, like where I want to make my love to go. I knew what I wanted to do, so I knew what I couldn't do, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of situation, that type of thing. Um, Even with me, even with me personally, like I'm a very understanding person. I will always try to listen to understand Mm -hmm. you instead of like listening to talk back, Mm -hmm. you know, but in the same instance, sometimes that understanding can lead for you to be like disrespected because people will. Oh, she understand. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so right. you have to create boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, okay. So this how, is what it is. But, okay. So I know, um, a lot of people listening will have, uh, <clears throat> will have these situations going on where, like you said, you, maybe you aren't understanding. You do give a lot. You're a giver. What do you do when, like, how do they recognize that they're being disrespected? Like, what will allow you, you to like, recognize it? You have to listen to your intuition. Okay. Because you get an inkling, like, was that right? Or Okay, yeah. Am I tripping? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do you yeah. have those moments? Like, I got, a, I got, I have an I'm tripping friend, mm-hmm. like, who I call <laughs> all the time, like, friend, am I tripping? Because, you know, yeah, like, like, this is this what happened. <laughs> and so tell me if I'm tripping. Yeah, you're right. And then that's, but that's, but this, that's our boundary. You get Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In our friendship, Mm -hmm. I'm able to talk to her and this is, she can't judge me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't judge her. Yeah. This is just one of those moments. Like if she said, okay, friend, and you tripping, then I know, okay. Then I'm really tripping. I'm tripping. And you know, (laughs) another thing you can't have friends. You can't expect all, like your friends are for different purposes. Like no offense friends, but one friend may be the am I tripping friend and you know you can say this, this, and this and she's going to tell you and you're going to trust that opinion. So my thing for my friends is everybody has a season but some things never change. Okay. Because like we all have a season of, you know, you all have that moment where like I might be talking to this friend more than I'm talking to everybody mm-hmm. else. I might be talking to this friend more than I'm talking to everybody else. Like I have a friend who I watch TV with. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who I go to concerts with. Like we're all together. Like we're all in the same friend group. You know, like mm-hmm. I have a friend who I travel with. Like that doesn't mean, you know, I, she can't travel with us. Yeah. It's just, we just, we That's work just, well and we travel together. Yeah. Like we have the same schedule that we're able to fit to do that. Like mm-hmm. it's not, mm-hmm. you know. So what did you say? Uh, Everybody different... has a season, but some things never change. Okay. And it's just like seasons. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like trees are going to fall and they're going to grow back. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in the spring, it's going to be a little, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know how it's going to look, but, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, it's going to come around. <laughs> Yeah, that's good because I know a lot of, like, I have tons of kids and tons of people asking me, um, what should I do about this friend? And I'm like, well, you can't change a friend, number one. You can't change a person. So maybe you are giving too much, you know, maybe you're giving too much and expecting too much. So just know who that person is. But even in high school, I feel like that's when everybody kind of, you know, fall out, fall back in, fall out, fall back in. But I think it become it's because of everybody was raised differently. And of course now now at this age mm-hmm. you kinda like see characteristics that have settled into people, you know? Mm-hmm. And it you kinda kinda have to deal with people that way. Like everybody wasn't raised the same, everybody was not a part of the same environment. So everybody's characteristics are different when it comes to certain situations. Mm-hmm. And you just have to learn how to adapt. Mm-hmm. Or and you know, either you can or you can't. Or let go. Right. Yeah. Like it's just that's simple (laughs) yeah and that's that simple 
because I have some kids now, they're in college, and, like, they've already probably stopped talking to, and I, because I used to tell them, because I'm the type in high school, like, they're talking in high school, and I'm like, girl, nobody, this is honest, I'm like, girl, nobody care about that, y'all not gonna be friends next year, and, um, I'm trying to work on this podcast, like, I don't have time, but they be like, oh, you're so mean, and I'm thinking, yeah, it is what you're going through right now, so we gonna, we gonna talk about it, but, they're coming around to realize, man, I don't talk to but two people from high school. Because I tell them all the time, I only talk to two people. My husband and then my best friend, like, from high school, that's it. Two people. Yeah. But they got to grow up and they're yeah. learning. And it depends. Mm-hmm. It just depends, you know. Mm-hmm. Just go with your flow, whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> just go yeah. with your flow. If it, if you grow and go ahead, like, it's... That's the key word. Like growing. If you're growing, go ahead, do it. But if you're not, you got to reevaluate some things. Yep. Yeah. You got to reevaluate. But you also, I feel like in that regard, you have to hold yourself accountable as well. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. you have to hold yourself accountable as well. Because it's, I mean, truth to be honest, it's been, there are times where friends have fallen out with me and I'm like, okay, I understand. Yeah. You know, like I was tripping. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, you have like to I've, I have too much going on, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you kind of have to hold yourself accountable, like in that instance as well. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's the only way that you can really grow. Like, there, I don't know. I feel like if you don't hold yourself accountable, or or at least have that awareness, you just like piling stuff on. Yeah. You're not making room for any anything else, you know, because you have to like empty to get, you know. Yeah. You can't just. You're right, cause it's and it's hard to admit that you. I was tripping. You know what I mean? Like it's hard, and so most times you just really go. I know when you're younger too, you go around thinking like it's everybody else, yeah. not you. And so you are so right when you say you have to call yourself accountable, reevaluate the situation. Was I tripping? That's like one of those moments. Was I tripping? Yeah, I was tripping. Like, yeah. Like, I know plenty of times. Because even with, like, trying to date afterwards, Mm -hmm. because I gained 35 pounds on treatment. We got to talk about that. I gained 35 pounds after treatment. I did not feel like myself. Like, I was a ball. (laughs) I was ball-headed. Like, not cute. (laughs) Like, it wasn't. It wasn't the move. Like, so. Oh, my God. Even, like. I couldn't go back to any, I ain't going to say that, but mm-hmm. there was no going, reflecting back to the past, yes, you know, yes. like that was over and done with. Um, so you sitting here, you, no hair, you right. gained all this weight and you just <laughs> like, really do down you do? on yourself. Right. Then you've had all these surgeries. So you're still trying to heal. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to one, a, a good friend of mine who was in a similar situation, who was also a cancer survivor. And they basically were like, you know, you got to learn to give yourself a little grace. Mm. You have to give yourself a little grace. And so that was my grace period. Mm. So that's why I was kind of like thankful for quarantine because I had gotten back like to almost feeling like myself again. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to like revert back to the same things again. So I had to make sure like, what are you doing? Like, Mm. why are you doing this right now? Mm. Like, why? You know, you get over the survival mode and then you like, okay, now it's time to thrive. Yeah. Yeah, You know, like you done surviving. Okay. You survived. You here. So now what's next? (laughs) So why are you doing this? So you don't want to, I didn't want to just go through the motions anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. Let's so do something to get to something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, how is it? Cause they, we were talking about that on the live dating, like dating nowadays. Like, child, what does that even know. mean? I don't know, child. Like, what do people? I do? don't know. Like, I'm gonna go <laughs> home after this and watch Good Times. Like, I. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just feel like it has to be, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's, like, apps and everything, you know? Child, like, what? I don't know. And what's crazy, I, miss, good I have been out of the, the, the game for so long. And I'm like, girl, you at home acting like you got a man or something. Like, I just be chilling. But, I mean, I'm going to think about it. But it's a lot. It's still COVID. It is a like, lot. Like, I, don't, I even miss the mark when people are, like, flirting with me. Mm. I think I was in a grocery store the other day. And a man was like talking to me, and I'm like, "Why you keep asking me questions? He don't see me trying to like get this stuff. Get my groceries. Uh, he gotta put his mask. His mask better be on. Don't be looking at me. Like move, sir. And I'm like, Chandra, like he's he's funny. He might be funny with you. Dang, so, you know, because a lot of times you have to have a friend with you to be like, you know, he like you, right? Like that you you was just by yourself. Yeah, so annoyed. We God is in the he's in the blessing business, and soon here make a move. So. <laughs> we gonna see Lord but that's I mean that's good just, you know you're just so honest so I appreciate that <laughs> but uh, anyway so we gonna wrap it up we All gonna right. tell them one more time your Instagram my Instagram is at madexlove underscore okay and then um, please guys check her out with these boxes if you have kids order some um, what are they called Kit made paint and play kits Order some paint play kits for your kids. They can just go live their best life. And then, um, you know, for what other celebrations may arise. Yes, we have care packages for breast cancer patients. Mm -hmm. Those can be custom for you to deliver during this time. It can be for anything. Breast, uh, baby showers. Yeah. A lot of people are doing drive-through baby showers. This is the perfect way to give your gift. Yeah. If you even need to mail it and you're not able to attend. Yeah. You know, so... Okay, that's good. And then, like, in birthdays, of course. Everything. Kid yeah. birthdays. You don't want your child to go to a party here. Balloons. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Everything. That's everything perfect. you need. Okay, so um, thanks again for coming. Thank you for I'm having me. so glad you shared your story. <laughs> um, everything's great. I'm definitely going to um, put all your information in the, um, the podcast description so you'll be able to go to her website and you can follow her on IG. And that's the wrap. Thank you.